is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 fabulous radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, he's had a stress-free day. Anytime you get bonus hours with me, it's like getting free miles on a trip. You're like, oh, I get extra time with Bill today? That shouldn't drive my blood pressure to 890 over 890. We have a lot to get to. There was breaking news earlier today out of Ann Arbor in Washtenaw County and Mozzie Smith. University of Michigan defensive lineman out of East Kenwood High School here on the west side of the state. I was charged with a felony of having a possession of a gun. Well, initially, everybody's like, wait a minute. He was arrested October 7th. Uh... They're going to announce the charges after they play Ohio State. Why the delay? Even I had those thoughts. Hey, I looked up Imani Bates. He was uh, same thing. Had you know a gun in his possession on a Sunday night. He was arraigned the next day, but he was arrested. And then the more you looked in the story, which is really something unique that everybody should try, is actually look at the facts uh, in a story instead of a tweet. And when you looked at the facts. On October 7th, Mozzie Smith wasn't arrested. So my first thought was, okay, if the police pull over a young man with a weapon in his vehicle and didn't arrest him, there must be more to this story. And the Michigan State fans came out of the woodwork. Oh, Washtenaw County, you will charge MSU players from the tunnel melee, but you won't filed charges against Mozzie Smith that go back to when he was pulled over October 7th. But the key to remember now, he wasn't arrested. Amani Bates was arrested, and by law, 24 to 48 hours, there have to be charges filed or or dropped or released or you're, you know, let go from uh, custody. Well, Mozzie Smith wasn't arrested. So I tapped into some of my sources that I've trusted for years, And they told me this story about Mozzie Smith, that he was uh, driving, he was stopped, police officers said he was speeding, but reportedly they didn't have the radar gun on him. And then they 
stopped him. He told police before there was a search that I have a gun and I'm taking classes, I assume, for a concealed weapons permit or gun safety classes, whatever he's doing. I don't I wasn't there. Don't have the paperwork that he was. Taking the classes, told police where the gun was, gave him the paperwork. And that must have been enough for the police not to arrest him. Well, then you ask yourself, why then would Washtenaw County file the charges almost two months later? Well, let's be honest here with the politics of DAs who are elected and the power of Michigan State and the tunnel melee and you get Izzo calling out uh, the Big Ten, you get all this going on. And now we're going to try and balance the scales of justice and we're going to drop, not drop the charges, but drop the filing of the charges against Mozzie Smith, knowing, like Imani Bates, who pleaded down to a misdemeanor and had to go through some probation and I think classes, that it will be dropped. Well, I'll say this, if you're Washtenaw County on multiple levels, and you're going to use Mozzie Smith as a political prop. And if, according to my sources, and I do trust them, that he told police he had the gun and showed them paperwork that he was taking classes and that he was let go, drove, drove away, not arrested. But then a prosecutor wants to drop the charges two months later while well, we had to wait for the investigation. Uh, really? Hmm. And politically, it's not a move. This smells. It really does. And I'm not defending Mozzie Smith. But none of us were there. But in this world we live in today, if it's on Twitter, it's the truth. I think Elon Musk should change Twitter and just call it the truth. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going on the truth. Hey, guess what? Kyrie Irving says the earth is flat. All right. I'm trying to figure out how the sun comes around then. How do we get dark? But it's flat. Okay, Uh, how do you know, Bill? I saw it on the truth. Oh, really? These donkeys are talking to each other. Have you seen the video on TikTok? Talking donkeys, just like Shrek. How do you know it's real? Because I saw it on the truth. I'm not belittling the situation with Mozzie Smith. But the question a lot of people had initially... Why would Harbaugh and the University of Michigan, why would they hold on to this? They were doing it just to get through the season. This is typical putting your team before safety and justice. That's what everybody thought it was. And God forbid we wait for facts to come out. Oh, well, Bill, you didn't wait for facts to come out in the Michigan State Tunnel incident. Yes, I did because I saw the damn video. Is there a dash cam with Mozzie Smith? Is there a video? Is there a neighbor who had the video? Because those phones are everywhere. Strobe lights light up. Here come the cameras. Oh, I don't care if the guy's getting his ass kicked. I'm going to film it. Because TMZ is going to pay me $72,000. And I'm going to post this on the truth. But this became a Michigan, Michigan state back and forth. The scales of justice, breaking the law, everything. 
Oh, how could they charge those MSU players? The way some of these Michigan State fans have given these players a reason for what they did is disgusting. And if Mozzie Smith broke a law, then you know what? He'll pay the price. Misdemeanor, fine, classes, whatever. He didn't point the gun at somebody. He didn't put anybody in harm's way, and I'm not justifying what he did. But from my sources, he said when the police pulled him over for going fast but didn't shoot the gun, and I mean, you know, the radar gun. And he said, officer, I have a gun in my vehicle. Here's the paperwork. Here's where the gun's at. Didn't point it at police officers or a neighbor or at a bar or at a party. But now we get Michigan State versus Michigan on Twitter and the scales of justice. That's why so many people turn to the truth. I'm Bill Simonson. I now work for Elon Musk. What do you do? Oh, I'm a moderator on the truth. And I'm going to show you how donkeys talk. Because a lot of people talk like an ass on Twitter. Gosh, we just, you know... We, we don't wait for facts or the story to come out. Because you have to ask yourself, with the University of Michigan, and I, I want to ask you, anybody listening, Michigan or not Michigan fan, do you think in today's society that they would sit on this story for eight weeks if they didn't have the facts? No, no, no. After what they just went through with Dr. Ann, everything they've gone through, Do you think they would sit on this for the benefit of winning football games? Because I'll tell you this, if we went on the uh, originally, before I got the story from my multiple sources, that I'm thinking, okay, you got arrested October 7th, Michigan, why don't you suspend them for the Indiana game? You had Nebraska the next week, the off week. Yeah, he made a mistake. Uh, you, You get the plead down to a misdemeanor like Imani Bates did. He got, what, a game suspension from Eastern, and you move on. Why did they do that? It wasn't like they had Ohio State and Penn State back-to-back weeks if we're going on this football first mantra. No, you know why? They're standing by Mozzie Smith because they know the damn truth. And that's the key word. Because a lot of you turn to Twitter and you think it's the truth. Oh my God, look at this. Are you kidding me? The war in Ukraine looks just like a video game. How do you know? Because I saw it on the truth. Oh my Lord. Oh, Mozzie Smith in Michigan, they have sold out. Oh, they have a felon on their team. You're charged. You were not just like the Michigan State players. Some are charged, some weren't. Did you have the video? I'm just, I, I'm really appalled at the Michigan, Michigan State back and forth when it comes to guns or bashing someone's face in with a helmet. And you'll take a side based on your loyalty for a team without looking for the facts or the truth. And some will say, well, Bill, how do you know your sources are telling you the truth? Because I use common sense, which is a lost art in America, in sports, politics, TV, newsrooms. Common sense is law and a conversation. It's not part of anything. 
And common sense tells me that there's a reason the police let Mozzie Smith go that night and didn't haul him down to Washtenaw County Jail. And it's the same reason why Michigan let him play. And it's the same reason why the felony charge, which carries a lot of weight, but then I stop and I look and I wonder, why hasn't the national media jumped on this story? You know why? Because I think they have credible sources that have told them exactly what I just told you. Oh, they're on the story that Blake Corum's out for the season. He's going to have knee surgery. Tried to tough it out against Ohio State. you got to love that guy for what he did. But if I'm Mozzie Smith and the police didn't have a reason to pull you over and you shared everything with the police and they didn't arrest you, But if that prosecutor decided to drop charges for political reasons seven weeks later, I'm not a big fan of involving attorneys with anything. But Mozzie Smith, I'm sure you already have an attorney. Because this is total BS if he's hung out to dry to balance the scales of green and white and maize and blue justice. It is. But it's part of America now. You are guilty until you prove yourself innocent. And even if you do prove yourself innocent, they're going to say you're guilty because they read it on the truth. Oh, he's lying. How do you know? Because an alien tweeted out that he's lying. Why would you listen to an alien without the truth? Because aliens know what's happening before people know. Oh, okay. I'm with you. What's aliens handle? At alien, A-L-I-E-N. Just a question. How does he get mobile service when he's going 300 miles an hour? He has unlimited data. I'm not laughing at all about this. There's nothing funny about the tunnel incident, but somehow it got connected to Mozzie Smith. And I'll, I'll, I'll stand by my sources, I'll stand by common sense, that if the police didn't find enough to arrest him, how in the hell does a prosecutor two months later drop charges? Oh, I know. Hmm, it's right before Michigan's in the Big Ten championship game, and a prosecutor gets a lot of reporters knocking on that office. Oh, my, well, we did the investigation, our investigation shows that And you know it's going to plead down to a misdemeanor. Mozzie Smith doesn't have a criminal record. You know, Monty Bates went about his business. He got got through all that, and he realized that I'm just going to jack up threes, and I'm the most overrated big man maybe college basketball has ever seen. And life went on as normal for Monty Bates. That's right, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be Kevin Garnett. Uh, Really? You are? You're not Bob Garnett. And Bob plays in the rec league down in Ypsilanti. I know this huge opinion is flying all over the place right now, but I'm fired up. People are questioning, calling me a hypocrite on how I handled the tunnel video. Well, you know, I went went and talked to sources. I, I found out the truth. I got the truth. Oh, well, then I want to see the truth. Because you have a Twitter account, I'm supposed to give you all my sources and all the truth? Who the hell are you, Judge Judy? 
My Lord. No, they sold out. They should have never played. Really? Okay. All right. So let's go on the Imani Bates comparison. Imani got what? A game suspension, I think, from Eastern Michigan, which, whoa, you miss an Eastern Michigan basketball game. It's like missing someone's birth. So what do you set him out for Purdue? No. If they know the truth, which I believe Michigan does, Harbaugh, the staff, the university, Ward Manual, if you know the truth, you stand by people when you know the truth, no matter what Twitter, Facebook, or slanted media will tell you. You live by the truth because that, my folks, defines common sense. And I'll tell you what, if Mozzie Smith was cooperative with police, which my sources say, and he's been cooperative, and he's walked the straight line, and that prosecutor is going to drag his name through mud. Uh, you know what? Good luck with the lawsuit. Because it's an open and shut case in my book. Jeff Risden, we will get him uh, in studio coming up in our next segment. i got to take a few Pills, I catch a deep uh, breath. Uh, I spit all over the screen. I can't even read it. Looks like it's raining right now in studio. Uh, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com will give us the latest on the Mozzie Smith story from the Wolverine.com. Jeff, do you got to go anywhere? A, a little bit. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get a you segment got, in. You got a few minutes. Yeah, and then I'll then I'll bug and then I'll be back. You got. I know you. You got to. You got to go out to your car, make some calls. You got to come back, and then you got to that, that's uh, a, do the second hour. Yeah, we know how, we know how that goes. Okay, yeah. just want to make sure. I, I know you're 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 over there. I, I didn't mean to spit. That, that was that was a lot of fun to witness. And yes, I did need a sneeze guard on that one. I know. I was like spitting <laughs> out, and we had pizza earlier. I, I saw a piece of pepperoni fly by, like it's a bullet towards your right ear. So uh, Jeff Risden from LionsWire.com, and also the Detroit Lions podcast in studio. Uh, listen to the Detroit Lions podcast. Just search for that on YouTube. Anthony Broom, more from Ann Arbor on the Mozzie Smith story and Jeff Risden. In studio, NFL Power Hour coming up later with former Steelers running back Merrill Haas. That's presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code HUGE when you sign up to always get the hookups. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Get more for your money with Cyberbucks M-Perks and Meyer. Save every time you shop with Cyberbucks. Clip the M-Perks coupon before checkout to save $10, $20, or up to $30. Redeem on each qualifying purchase now through December 3rd. Plus, get 50% off select outerwear and the entire stock of sleepwear for the family. And 30% off select Lego play sets. Get more for your money with the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop. In-store and online. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with... $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. 
Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be on the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and a co host on the Detroit Lions Podcast in Studio. Just search Detroit Lions Podcast on YouTube to listen to their weekly presentations. He'll join us in studio hour number two. We'll talk about the Jags uh, and the Lions coming up uh, on Sunday. All right, so you heard my opening huge opinion on the Mozzie Smith situation at the University of Michigan, and we have all the info at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com will join us from Ann Arbor with the latest here in about five minutes. Uh, I We live for Twitter, Facebook. I, I do conversation opinions with a daily statewide show. You get, yep. You're on the iHeart app. You can be worldwide everywhere. Uh we we all jump the gun too much on stories. Would you oh, agree with that? A hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we do. That's as a society, that's what we do. It's and, frustrating. And it is. What's frustrating at times when when I've jumped the gun, right? Where you're like, you know, no, I, I should have waited for the facts. We we don't want to hear facts. We listen to hearsay, or because someone tweeted this out or posted this, we we take it as the truth. We do, and I, I think your skepticism of the truth that you did in the opener was was very well founded. That's we need to we need to be more respectful of what is actually done than jumping the gun to, to make conclusions all the time. Well, Whether it's sports, politics, news, whatever. And then the conclusions it goes beyond just you know Twitter, Facebook, the social networks. It it goes into uh, media. Uh, authorities, which would be you know law enforcement, uh, prosecutors, courts, politicians, how, how people take something on Twitter or indict and convict somebody in the court of public opinion without ever having a factual timeline. It drives me absolutely crazy. It's it's this this one's especially weird because I don't get the like, and maybe it's because I'm not a Michigan or a Michigan State person. 
I don't get the conflation between the two incidents. Like, they're very different Well, they're trying things. to say because Washtenaw County quickly, not quickly, it, it, they took, what, three weeks or so, a month. It took a while. Yeah, the three weeks, uh, give or take, to uh, charge, uh, set up the charges on the Michigan State players. And they're saying, well, wait a minute. Uh, this happened with Mozzie Smith and the gun in the vehicle October 7th. I go back to this, Jeff, and I know we talked off air before the show today, that if the police didn't think there was enough to arrest him after finding the gun that he told police was there, then tell me what what the major issue is here. Exactly. You know, he, he got pulled over, um, apparently questionably, uh, based on if they didn't have the radar gun on or whatever, whatever you're hearing. I'll, I'll go with that. I, I've been pulled over before. And I actually got out of the ticket because the the officer did not have the radar gun on. He estimated what I did. I went into court and I got taken right, right away. Like did you stand up and say you're out of order. You're out of order. This entire courtroom's out of order. Uh, I, I I prefer to go with the my cousin Vinny uh, defense. You know everything that guy said is BS. That's that's my personal favorite. So you got out. Uh, yeah, and didn't again, have that, to do that. And, but, but but that that will be decided, uh, or if it has to go. Yeah, and if, uh, if, into if he's a charged, he's going to have to face for it. Like you said, he was charged, so yeah, that happened. He, today. he has been charged now. Like you said, it's, it, it will be boiled down. Um, nobody expects him to actually face a felony charge at the end of this all, but but they want to compare it to the tunnel incident because it's all in Washtenaw County. That that's that's where the Michigan State side of this. Not all Michigan State fans, but some are saying, "Wait a minute, the prosecutor waited and didn't charge him." Yeah, I I, well, I haven't seen any video of Mozzie Smith. I saw a video of Michigan State players attacking Michigan people. Well, it would be nice, <laughs> you know. Again, I, I think it's Washtenaw County sheriffs. Uh, if, they're if, they're going to have to explain some things. It, was, for it, was, sure. it would be nice to see the video. Yeah, we we deserve an explanation I, better I than think, what we've gotten. Well, I would think a prosecutor's on. office, if my sources can tell me that, that a prosecutor's office uh, would know all the facts of the night. We're, we're going to have a stopped. hastily assembled press conference from Washtenaw County sometime soon, and we probably won't get all the answers that we want to hear. No, because he's going. It he, it's he's going to it's become a misdemeanor. He'll. And maybe plead to that because he didn't have the license for it. And if he was taking the gun classes, people are like, well, then he should know more not to have the gun uh, in his possession. But I, how are you going to get into the gun range? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 how, how do you do that? But that, those are all questions that I'll, I'll go back and just sit on this for the story. When some say, well, he should have been suspended immediately if he wasn't arrested and at the time not charged. Then tell me why Harbaugh, Michigan, the athletic department wouldn't stand behind him. Why would they suspend him for something that he hasn't been charged for? That Amen. doesn't make any sense at all. I know common sense though, is the big key here. Uh, Jeff will talk in about 30 minutes. Get your thoughts on the Jags and Lions in studio, okay? Sounds good. All right, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast will join us coming up in about 30 minutes. Let's get his thoughts on the story. Anthony Broom. Uh, from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders is standing by. And uh, Anthony, as this day unfolds and what sources are saying and what's going on with the Mozzie Smith situation, based on Twitter, you would think it's Michigan-Michigan State week again in football. Well, that's typically that's typically how it goes. Um, oftentimes it's a – and it's, it's both ways in this rivalry. I want to I make that very clear, but – uh, trying to insert yourself into the narrative, so to speak, and and what about this, and who does that? And let me just 
this day in general with Mozzie Smith stuff, Blake Coram stuff, Twitter is uh, a cesspool, uh, even even more so than it usually is. Bill, I'm not a smoker, but I, I feel like I could use a cigarette right now. Like, it's been <laughs> just one of those days. I could hear um, in your voice. Well, and Anthony, here's a... And again, a lot of people are just in the speculation business, unless you were there or you have read, uh, you know, or heard from Mozzie that, you know, the, the initial the initial outside looking in thought was, OK, October 7th and it takes almost two months for charges. How do he continue playing? That was the first thought. And then when I talked to some sources and I get some information uh, that I deem to be true and legit. Uh, My first thought always was lingering, well, if he wasn't arrested that night like Imani Bates was with the uh, open weapon charge, the felony, uh, why why was he let go by police? There must have been a pretty darn good reason. And he goes on his way and he plays against Indiana and continues playing and practicing with Michigan. And uh, you would think they're uh, done with the story. And then the prosecutor, out of nowhere, uh, drops a story. Uh, which would be the charges. And you're Mozzie Smith and Harbaugh and the Smith family and Ward Manuel and University of Michigan. Uh, your first thought is, well, if there was no charges and no arrest, we didn't have to go public with this earlier. Uh, and until there were charges or an arrest, if that would happen. And it's crazy, man. Uh, and it's being dictated by Twitter and it's being dictated by politics and there's not a winner at the end of the day with this. No, there's really not. Um, I think there are so many people that are trying to make one-to-one comparisons. And, and don't get me wrong, like, um, you know, as my, my father was a gun owner, and r- responsible gun owners follow every single, every single detail about safety and being responsible. They follow it to a T. That's, that's what you're taught to do when you go through those classes. And um, it was irresponsible um, for Mozzie to do what he did. Uh, and he knows that he'll probably, I, I can't speak to what, what, it, what, if any discipline there will be for him. Um, but like I said, it's, you know, from a Michigan perspective, um, you know, I think you can make the argument that, like, the optics of it aren't great, right? Like, that's that was everyone's snap judgment with the whole thing. Um, I think you can still make the argument now that we have a little more information that, from an administrative and messaging perspective, um, like has been the case in a lot of a lot of issues over the last couple of years, is Michigan's uh, administration probably a little too reactive instead of proactive in terms of getting out in front of it because. Um, you know, then then you don't get to you don't get to control what the narrative is when stuff comes out and you have to react to it after the fact. So uh, that's probably the most bothersome thing of all. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, you know he I, I ultimately don't see this being something that will affect him on the field. Um, they're going to let him play as long as the legal process plays out, and we'll go from there. But uh, like I said, I think he just. You know, it was irresponsible. It was dumb. Um, you know, like like the statement said, he's never shown to be, you know, he's a team captain. He's never shown to be a, um, harmful in the community. It's obviously you have a, um, you know, there, there are things you have to do. And, and I mean, yeah, it's it's a distraction, but I don't think it's a derailment of, of his season. And I don't think that either, either the legal process or Michigan are going to make it that for him. 
Again, I, I've been on air here to start the show. Is there any late word from University of Michigan in regards to Mozzie Smith? Uh, there was a statement from Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel that basically said he's been transparent with them throughout the process, which, again, the fact that they knew about this and, and you know, it's kind of been hush-hush, and I won't say swept under the rug. This isn't like an institutional cover-up or anything like that. Like I said, I think it also it speaks to what I said before about just kind of not having your ducks in a row in terms of the the messaging. But again, if it's not, you know, there wasn't an arrest made and there's ultimately not a lot of concern that this will be something that even he's even, you know, ultimately going to deal with in terms of, you know, felony gun charges or, or things like that. Um, they're going to, they're going to let it, the, the system play itself out and, and he'll play, he'll play this weekend. He'll play, in the college football playoffs. So it's, that's really, that's really it. Um, I don't know that there's a whole lot else to really say on it. Um, other than, and I tweeted this out earlier, again, Twitter being the, the tool for communication that it is it's that we're all. It's the truth. We call it the truth here on the huge show. <laughs> well, I think we're all kind of guilty at times of, of forming an opinion and going for a pound of flesh in the moment. And that, that creates narratives and then people on sides of an issue dig their heels in. And um, sometimes even when new information comes to light, the toothpaste is a little too far out of the tube for thoughtful, reflective discourse on a topic. So um, that's just kind of been the tone that was set during the day. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a long, long day. (laughs) Amen. Uh, You know, and, and the thing is, is that, uh, the transparency that you mentioned, Ward Manuel, the Michigan Athletic Director, and Harbaugh talked about. Uh, I think that transparency, from what I hear with my sources, was there when Mozzie Smith was pulled over. Uh, transparency about the gun, about the paperwork, about uh, the classes he was taking connected to it. And that's why there wasn't an arrest. And again, the prosecutor's office, they're elected politicians. You can do the math on that. He's going to play on Saturday, and I think this story outside of how it plays out uh, with the prosecutor's office, uh, is a story that will be in the rearview mirror by the time we wake up tomorrow. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts on the Coram report uh, out there right now uh, from the NFL Network that he's out for the season, knee surgery. He tried to give it a go against Ohio State. You could see he wasn't ready. The blessing for Michigan, and again, based on his health, and you watch what Donovan Edwards meant to Michigan in the second half, is that they do have the second best running back in America in Donovan Edwards. That helps. You know, obviously this is something where, you know, I never thought that we would see Blake Corum uh, in this game on Saturday, but we'll, again, I'm not a doctor. All I have to go on is by uh, the types of knee injuries there are, Google searches, all that, all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, they're 30 days out from a potential national semifinal. They're 39 days out from a national title game. And I guess if you're, you know, on the, if the low end of, of a knee surgery, whatever, and again, I'm not, I don't know exactly what the, the injury or the ailment is. I don't know the severity of it, but on the low end of those types of procedures, if he does, you know, he's going to, seems like he's going to undergo something on Friday, if all reports are accurate, uh, you're looking at at least three to four weeks um, and maybe as many as six weeks. So again, uh, I still feel like, and we saw this in the Ohio State game, and really, even when Corum was on the field, we've seen it throughout the season that the ceiling of this Michigan offense is going to come from 
the type of play you get out of J.J. McCarthy, the type of play you get out of Donovan Edwards and those tight ends and those wide receivers. So, um, you know, the question kind of more becomes, uh, you know, Donovan Edwards is still dealing with injury too. He's got the, he's got a, you know, he's been wearing that huge cast on his hand. And, um, you know, from there, it's your, your next guys up are a sophomore in Tavier Dunlap who hasn't had a lot of carries, a true freshman in CJ Stokes who has looked good at times, but is still a true freshman. Uh, a walk on an Isaiah Gash, and uh, looks like now that Kalel Mullings is going to get some some work back there at running back, like he was in the spring. So um, for Michigan, it's almost like you just get through this game on Saturday. Like it's not just one of those games you get through; it's a Big Ten championship game. You want to win it, uh, but you go into it with the knowledge that they're they're going to be a playoff team, um, and you know you have what twenty eight, twenty nine days, whatever it is after that to refocus. Um, you know, put in what you're getting. You know, it's it's a bit of an identity change, and it's a it, the offense probably looks a little bit different. But um, you know, based on what you saw at Ohio State on Saturday, that on, in that on that stage in that building is about a good, as good a response as you could possibly imagine. And I don't think that's a one-off either. I think the potential for that has always been there. So that's you know, if, if you're you know, you lament the fact that you don't have a guy who is a Heisman candidate most of the year in there, but. Um, there's more to this Michigan team to that guy. It's why I picked them to beat Ohio State last week and why I still think they have a puncher's chance to, to be the last team standing on January 9th. So we'll see what happens. I agree with you, Anthony Broom, with an update on the Mozzie Smith story and also Blake Corm. The report out for the season will have uh, knee surgery. And that's from Ian Rappaport at the NFL Network. Anthony, appreciate the time. I know it's a busy day for everybody at thewolverine.com. Enjoy that championship game on Saturday night. We'll talk next week about Michigan's opponent in round one of the college football playoff. Sounds great. Appreciate you guys. All right. Back at you, Anthony Broom, checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass at IU. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Imagine this. 
winning big at Soaring Eagle. Drift into winter on a new snowmobile. Saturday, December 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th. One player every hour from 6 to 10 p.m. scores $500 in premium play. At 11 p.m., one lucky winner takes home a new Polaris Pro RMK slash snowmobile. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer in a moment. Andrew Grasheis, he is with the Ada Chili and Beer Fest that happens this Saturday in Ada on the west side of the state. Proceeds benefit Ronald McDonald House of West Michigan. They have music, chili, and some of the best craft beers. From across the region, that will be on Saturday in Aiden. Like I said, Ronald McDonald House of West Michigan is a benefactor. It's a huge event. Weather looks pretty good. Uh, grass is standing by uh, from the Ada Chili and Beer Festival. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Doing good. Uh, for people listening right now all across the state, uh, give me the uh, entire schedule of what's going on Saturday in Ada. Yeah, so... Uh... Thanks for having me, first and foremost. Um, 11 a.m. this Saturday uh, kicks off. Uh, there's a Santa parade in the morning in downtown Ada, and we get a lot of young families with kids that roll in. Parents want to have a couple beers and some chili and then move on. So um, so there's no cost to get in, um, just the cost for tickets, and it uh, usually equates to, to one ticket per pour of a three-ounce beer or chili. Um, great time. It's under 16,000 feet of tent and heat pumped in. So even if we get a little cooler, stays pretty warm in there. We're going to have a highway 22 band playing all day. Um, it's just, it's a really good time. So, and, and the most important thing, grass and Andrew grass ice from the eight at chili and uh, beer festival. It's Saturday, 11 AM. It begins in downtown Ada here on the West side of the state. Most importantly, uh, the Ronald McDonald house of West Michigan, uh, the proceeds go there. That's correct. Yeah, and uh, and and all proceeds go to that. And that's one thing that uh, Ed Co, uh, who, who you know as well, started this and uh, was a big thing for him and the church of the grounds that it sits on. They're also recipients, so uh, we get a lot of volunteers from the church and the surrounding area and businesses that get involved as sponsors. And and um, it's just you know it's grown into this morphed into this thing where uh, it's a huge community event. And, and like I said, you know, it just ends up being a really fun day. So. So and people uh, can buy tickets. Uh, can they buy them in advance? Do they get them on Saturday and Ada at the Chili and Beer Festival? What's that setup? Yeah, so we closed uh, the pre-sales um, as of this week, Monday. Um, so it's just day of sales now. Um, so you can buy them at the door. Um, and it's, you know, credit cards are taken and obviously cash. Um, so it's it's really simple and easy. Uh, Ada Chili and Beer Fest, it's happening all day Saturday, 11 a.m. until what time? When, when does it end? Three, yeah, 11 to 3. 11 to 3, so four hours for people to get out there and uh, sample great chili and also uh, some of the best craft beer from across the region. And most importantly, the Ronald McDonald House of West Michigan uh, will be a much better place in terms of funds raised after 
uh, Saturday afternoon, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., the Ada Chili and Beer Fest. That is in uh, downtown Ada uh, here on the west side of the state. Andrew Grassheis, his volunteer team, committee, everybody uh, connected to it. The sponsors all stepping up in a big way for the Ronald McDonald House of West Michigan Grass. Uh, great work, and I'll see you out there. Thank you. And one more quick thing, Bill. Um, we are going to have the USA soccer game um, on the on the ceiling of the tent. If anybody comes right at 11, they should be able to watch the tail end of that uh, that game if anybody's interested. Yeah, and that starts at 9. It should be close to the finish unless they're in extra time or a shootout to advance to the final <laughs> eight. That's awesome, Grass. You guys do great work, and my best to you and the entire team, okay? Thanks, bud. I appreciate you. All right. I got you. Andrew Grass. He's known as Grass to people who know him and uh, the volunteers and everybody. Uh, they ate at Chili and Beer Fest. I think they had 3,000 people, over 3,000 people last year, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. This Saturday in downtown Ada here on the west side of the state. If you miss any opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, iHeart, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.